Welcome everyone to the Pantheon of M. I am one half of your co-host Ray. I'll be joined by my co-host Evie very shortly. But first, let us introduce our show for the week. It is the review of Iron Man 3, the last installment for phase one of the MCU. Nothing's been the same since New York. You experience things and then they're over. I can't sleep. And when I do, I have nightmares. Honestly, there's a hundred people who want to kill me. I hope I can protect the one thing I can't live without. Some people call me a terrorist. I consider myself a teacher. Lesson number one. Heroes. There is no such thing. Uh, this is uh, written and directed by Shane Black and co-written by Drew Pierce. Uh, what makes this film unique is this is the one and only Shane Black film. Uh, why I say that? Because this has Shane Black's fingerprints all over it. Uh, a lot of things you see uh, in here are the signature marks of what makes Shane Black, Shane Black. They're kind of a redemption arc in his stories. He writes these amazing one-liners for his characters. I mean, Dally ad-libs quite a bit in his movies, uh, which is no secret, uh, but also with working with uh, Shane Black and having the previous work with him in, in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, he's really able to just glide his way through it. Now, whether or not uh, if Dally's phoning it in, uh, because this is his last solo endeavor and this is a swan song um that's arguable um but he does perform on camera he's one of he's a true great talent and uh another thing that black brings to the table one of the, the shame blackisms that he does which i don't to this day i don't understand is he likes christmas christmas is always a theme in his films to this day i don't know why it's uh it's in one of my personal favorite ones which is the last boy scout christmas is a theme there it's the last segment in um the first uh, Lethal Weapon movie, Christmas. it takes place at Christmas. Uh, the Long Kiss Goodnight takes place from the American's Thanksgiving and ends uh, around Christmas before New Year, I believe it is, or New Year's Eve. Uh, and this film takes starts off on New Year's Eve at the Millennium and uh, is concluded in present time, their, their year, Christmas. So Christmas is always uh, his, it's like how Hitchcock and M. Night have a cameo appearance, or uh, Michael Bay has a kind of orbiting uh, track of a camera. Christmas is, is Shane Black's th thing. I, I don't, I never understood that. But anyways, it's his motif, it's his go-to device, it's his character uh, mark, signature mark in his films. Um, I don't, I never understood that. But nonetheless, that's when you get to uh, the the hero. One of my philosophical approaches to Iron Man, which basically spans the entire trilogy and beyond, uh, is the idea of can Iron Man resolve the mistakes by Tony Stark? Whether it's overcoming the, all the weapons he's designed in the past, whether it's the creation of Ultron, which led to Sokovia Accords, uh, as a ripple effect um, so there's a lot of things that he's done also and with the uh, house party protocol which is at the end of the film that's all his machines because he's tinkering he's, he lacks sleep and he's gone kind of bananas uh, and there's a <clears throat> it's one of the things I don't well it's like a matrix 2 sequence where there's all those Smiths there's a lot of stuff going on it's a little crazy um, there's a lot of stuff that Tony does that Iron Man is the 
keeper, if you will, to make things right. And if that is that's sort of a philosophical perspective that goes throughout the entire film and the entire series and beyond the trilogy itself. Another one that that pops up and it stems from and it begins right from the, the season finale of Agent Carter season two. And that's Jarvis and having a father figure in Tony's life. And it's always been an issue and the development issue or uh, a, I guess an evolution of the character. Uh, in Carter, because Jarvis's wife had had was shot and wasn't able to have children, uh, Tony became like the surrogate son for Jarvis when Stark's father became an absentee father in his life, which is why you have Jarvis the AI with the British accent interacting with Tony throughout the uh, trilogy. You also have the father figure with Obadiah Stane in the first Iron Man. You have uh, the resolve in both the finale and Endgame, plus in Iron Man 2 when he sees the father on video and the father helps him solve his latest problem, figuring out how he's personally dying from the thing he created, the arc reactor, which sins of the father carried on to the son from Whiplash to him. Things that he's done, his mistakes he's done, it's bookended in the... In Iron Man 3 was that he says in the opening lines of the film, which is probably in the first four minutes of the movie and its bookends at the end, uh, we create our own demons. He creates, he himself creates with his own ego and his own um, disreg callous disregard to everyone else, uh, the, his, his, his antagonist, which was um, Maya, which is played by Rebecca Hall, and Aldrin Kill Killian, which was Guy Pierce. Pierce I like because he's playing a character that he's familiar with, whether it's in Prometheus or Bloodshot, that evil scientist character um, who comes back to bite him in the butt uh, years later, uh, you get that here. You have uh, also the introduction of two other characters at the beginning. You have the uh, a cameo appearance of Jensen, the, guy, the doctor who saves his life in the caves in the first movie, and then the doctor who removes the shrapnel at the end of this movie. So it is uh, beautifully ear earmarked in the film and it's all comes full circle uh, in its own little way and it's again at New Year's Eve which is well, that is probably an insignificant detail but it's just sort of interesting how everything is put together at that one point um, but anyways I'm going too long let me go to my uh, partner Evie and get his thoughts of Iron Man 3 the last film of phase one of the MCU uh, now, normally we usually say, you know, it was a good film, you know, it, it was a movie about like Tony Wan trying to survive and trying to do all these, uh, you know, it's it's a really good story. But overall, what were your thoughts, Evie, on like the actual film itself? Well, uh, the actual film, um, oh, it was good. I really liked it. You know, Iron Man has PTSD now because of what happened in New York. Right. Uh, so a guy called... Aldridge, uh, he actually came to um, to uh, possess extremists, which is like um, um, super soldier program. Mm -hmm. um, you know, um, so then he hooks up with somebody named Maya, and um, uh, but then a third person named Mandarin um, uh, gets blamed for a bombing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so, so yeah, um, uh, so it's um, all about that, you know, um, for the first time uh, in his life, um, Iron Man is scared, he's alone, and they go from there. It's a great movie, I liked it anyway. What are your... Um, yeah, 
Um, I liked it very much. One of the MCU films that got nominated for an Academy Award for uh, visual effects. After seeing the Avengers film, because this comes right after that, so and that was such a uh, that was such an amazing film because it really blended all the movies we've seen just up to this point to be such an awesome film. It was the it was the, the just the the comedy as well as just the action and seeing everybody together. So I was kind of missing missing that. I think when I was initially seeing this film, but. In general, I, I thought it was really good. I thought uh, it's just basically Rhodey and uh, and Tony Stark going at going at the Mandarin. Or yeah, me too. I liked it too. It was pretty good. Mm -hmm. Can't wait for the next movie. Yeah. Cool. Whenever that's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so. Yeah. Well, I'm Evie. Well, thanks, Evie. Uh, that ends our show. If you want to uh, get a little bit more information, you can check out my blog at raveviews.blogspot.com. I give a link to the trailer, uh, some interviews, and some stuff that whatever we didn't uh, discuss in the review, uh, I give a little bit more background information on the film of the week's review, which is, in this case, Iron Man 3. And also, if you want to hear a longer version of this podcast, or sorry, of this blog, a YouTube channel, we, we do an audio podcast. It's on, it's on Spotify, it's on Apple iTunes, it's on Breaker Radio, it's on Podbean, it's on um, a couple other platforms. But these are the sites you can check us up on. And uh, with that, on behalf of Evie and myself, we will see you next week. <laughs>